welcome to the You Can Do Both podcast. This is Court. This is Ashley, and we're coming at you live from Boston on a drop day morning. Morning. <laughs> so keyword. We have something special for you. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. I'm going to leave that one up to you. <laughs> Yeah, so we are trying out a morning recording session. So it is a Thursday where it's before work. And I personally am loving it so far. I'm getting there. Yeah, the coffee's <laughs> setting it. The Guys, coffee's I, getting it. I literally had PTSD when back in college. I was, I'm just an overall, once I'm up, I can be a morning person, but getting myself out of bed, good luck. But Ashley and I used to go to workout classes together. And she would just scare the living shit out of me because she'd just wake up and she'd be like, all right, we're ready to go. Like she's in the car in like five minutes. And like if you were not in the car in five minutes, like you're out of there. And so I have this PTSD of like jumping out of bed, like <laughs> doing all these things. Like because I was so scared to like piss you so off. so much fear. Instilled so much fear. But it was like instilled a fear from like your happiness. Oh. If that makes sense. No, that doesn't make sense. No, because it was just, that. it was so contrasting to how I was feeling. Yeah. But like, I wanted to go to the workout class. So like your state of being forced me into that state of being when I didn't want to be yeah. a happy Courtney's early morning person. scowling at me in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. I used to in the car, were... in the car, I couldn't like talk. Like I literally didn't say a word and we sat in silence. <laughs> I used to think you would be, you were mad at me or something when we'd wake up, you know, like our little sink area, we'd all be brushing our teeth and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like Courtney like is like giving me looks in the morning. Like, did I do something? <laughs> and then as we lived together, I was like, oh, this is just... This is her. Courtney needs her time in the morning. Yeah. Whereas me, I'm like in your face and I'm perfectly fine. Yeah. But anyways. Well, that's how I felt. And here we are. And I'm feeling much better now. <laughs> yes. Good. So happy to hear. Um, I think we do have some updates for, for yeah. the crowd here. How was Chicago? Chicago was great. Such a fun city. I know you really like set it up and you set the bar high. I definitely think it lived up to the hype. It was just... A cool, like, architectural city, which I had heard about, but we took, like, a river cruise, and it was nice, or we hated in the moment, because it was, like, a 10 a.m. cruise, and we stayed out till, like, 3 a.m. at a club the night before, so it was, we didn't know if we were all going to make it, but we somehow did, Um, and it was so much fun, just, like, the city has so much history, and it's, like, all so different. I wonder, does Boston have a cruise like that? Uh, they do have they river have cruises, but not like that. Yeah. Because I, I feel know. like a lot of our historic buildings, you would take like a bus tour. Yeah. Or like you like walk water. around. Yeah. But anyhow, aside from the river cruise, the city was just gorgeous. All the food was amazing. Um, there was like 16 of us traveling together. So it was That's like. such a big group. We definitely like ventured off and did our own things, but we were always in a group of like at least eight. And that was just fun to have a bunch of people and. All, it was, like, all of Matt's, like, rugby friends from back in the day and all of, like, their girlfriends, wives, or fiancés. And everyone just got along so well. So it was a lot of fun. And then I would personally say a highlight was going to the Soho house in Chicago. I just – I really wish we had a Soho in Boston. One day. They have to open one Yeah, year. in the next coming years, like, the next, like, f- couple, like, two to three, I really hope that they do. But – for those who don't know, um, I'm a part of like this program within Soho House called Cities Without Houses. And because Boston does not have a tangible house, my membership is a discounted rate and gives me access to any other house. And I'd honestly argue it's better like than just being having a membership to one singular house. Because whenever I travel, like I immediately have a place to eat. I immediately have a place to stay if I want to. And just the vibes are elite. Like one floor, it's like a private movie theater. The next floor, it's like two different bars with pool tables and like bocce ball and like ping pong. And just like, I don't know. There's always so much going on. Then the next floor is a rooftop pool and like a different restaurant. And it's all the hotel amenities without you having to stay in a hotel that you just have membership to. Yeah. And so, oh my God, it was just so fun. And to like pretend like I had a house in my city just for a weekend was really cool. That is really cool. That was Chicago. It was really quick, and I was so happy that I got back on a Sunday 
afternoon because every person I traveled with out of like the 16, every person had a flight issue. Didn't make it home till the next day, delayed X amount of hours. Like they couldn't get Ubers to the airport. Oh my God. Well, people, I don't think realize that like you need to schedule Uber. I think I learned this in like my state of travel, but if you can schedule an Uber beforehand before an airport, you oh, need to, always. you yeah. need to. Matt's always like, I don't understand. I was, he's like, it's a Sunday morning at 8am. Like what's going to go wrong? I'm like, you don't want to risk it. I can definitely see that. But like my over planner, it was self, mother's like, day. Oh I was like, it's mother's day. You just never know if you could schedule it to be safe. And literally every single person had issues getting Uber to the airport, which is like people miss flights, like all oh this stuff. God. I was like, hmm, you can say it. You, you, can, <laughs> you can tell me I was right. Mr. But yeah, it was a great trip. And what did you do? You had a Boston jam-packed weekend. Yeah, I just had an incredible weekend. Uh, honestly, one of my favorite weekends in a while. I went into it with no plans aside from an afternoon of golf. And honestly, we didn't even do too much. But it started Friday. Gab came over. We got Sam Lagrasas. We had oh. lunch. So it was like nice to see a friend during the workday. And it was gorgeous. So like we sat on the roof. And then Friday night, there's a beer pop-up or a trillion brewing pop-up in Boston Common and they have like a little outdoor venue they had live performers some like she was like a violinist but also a singer also a guitarist she did all the things she was so good so we went there and then we ended up going to our first date spot which we haven't been back but it was nice because it was so gorgeous outside we got to sit outside so that was really nice. And then Saturday, just laid by the pool. It was honestly like a lazy weekend. Yeah. But I was just outside and doing things I wanted to do because I had no plans. So it was like, all right, what do we want to do right now? And there's such power in that. Yeah. Being like, all right, what are we feeling in this moment? Like we didn't plan anything. There's nothing that I'm like, oh, I already committed to this, but yeah. I'm not really feeling it. And then after getting fried by the pool, oh my God, my sunscreen, (laughs) I have this like circle right here in the middle of my chest that I must have missed with sunscreen and now it's turning into a tan, but I just have a circle patch. I figured it was going to burn because it was bright red and like peel. It's not going away. Oh my God. (laughs) Were you wearing like a bathing suit that had a hole in the middle? No, I think I just missed the sunscreen because of my chest indentation. Oh. Yeah. Well, that'll fade. It's the beginning of summer. I sure hope so. But (laughs) my goal is I'm trying to get in... I'm trying to lay by the pool as much as possible to get a tan. Yeah. I'm so sick of being pale and I don't want to have to self tan all summer. So if I can start now, yeah. and hopefully by June, I'm not looking translucent. Well, the fact that you have a pool to lay by is just iconic. I cannot wait to be using that hopefully this weekend because yes, I need a base too because I'm going to freaking fry when I go to Florida next week yeah and the Bahamas like my the first time my skin's gonna see sun is in Florida in the Bahamas you need Uh, to put on so much sunscreen yeah like I'm so scared for my skin (laughs) my only complaint about the pool is that we stopped getting sun at like 1 30 because of the buildings which is fine because I don't need to lay out by the pool all day but it gets chilly maybe well you just can't you're in the shade after 1 30 2 o'clock so that's the only thing. But it kind of worked out for this day because then we golfed in the afternoon. Oh, and then started a gals golf league. So if you're Almost interested, more to come this past Tuesday, a little over a week ago when you're listening, um, me and two other ladies decided we were going to officially start the golf league. And we played nine holes after work on just a Tuesday after work. Got a so six cool. o'clock tea time. We had so much fun. I've never walked a course before. We're usually driving a golf cart, but got the steps in. The sun was setting. It was a gorgeous night. I It was the m- most enjoyable round of golf I've ever played because everyone's on your level and it's yeah. not intimidating. You don't have someone being like, fix your swing, put your head down, like trying to give you tips yeah. unsolicited. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Soph said the same exact thing. I asked her how it was. She's like, Soph is so good. Yeah. Well, why am I not surprised? Her dad, they live on a golf course. So I'm pretty sure like she's golfed with her dad a bunch like growing up and Mike, her boyfriend also is a golfer, but she was telling me that like, it's so easy when you're like with 
a guy or you with someone that you know golfs a lot to be like relying on them like yes which club do I use like am I doing this right but it's like when you have the power to like do it yourself and you're all on the same level and like you're all trying to help each other out it just makes experience so much more enjoyable and we honestly played better yeah and that that's what she said too it I was crazy I cannot wait to Join. I'm so excited for you to get your clubs. Up yeah, here. my clubs are coming with me back from a Memorial Day weekend. So I'm hoping to golf with you guys on the 31st. Perfect. So I think our first event to oh. you know oh. have everybody <laughs> join in. We want to do a Granite Links driving range day. So if you're a little intimidated to just be like, yeah, sure, let me sign up for nine holes and commit to that. Um, DM us on Instagram. We'll publish out the date and we'll be like hey everybody if you're interested meet from 10 to 12 a.m saturday and we're gonna meet at granite links and hit some balls guys picture it all girls because we need a this is like a gno but better because it's an activity it doesn't need to heavily rely on drinking but if you want drinking involved we got some cotters to share with you all. <laughs> Absolutely. There's also a whole bar right behind Granite Links. Perfect. So it's just so nice. And you get a full city skyline view. You guys can look it up. Uh, okay, let's do it. All right. I'm very excited. I can't wait to create a flyer during my workday today. <laughs> just kidding. That would lead to burnout. <laughs> okay, what a great transition. <laughs> So today, as you can tell from the title of this episode, we are going to be talking about burnout and basically how to heal your burnout. Courtney's in the middle of her burnout. We're talking about about my perpetual state of being. So that sucks for me, but it's self-inflicted. And we're going to talk about how to navigate that. Yes. So take everything we say with a grain of salt. Yes. <laughs> no, but I think we both have different experiences with burnout per usual. Yeah. So I think people will relate to one or the other somewhere in between, which will be great. Yes. Do you want to start with a definition? Yes. So I had AI write us a definition of burnout. <laughs> burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. So it's basically just when there's a lot going on, you're so stressed out about it, and you can't seem to, you're constantly chasing those to-dos, and you can't get on the other side of them to just be happy and enjoy and relax. Yeah. And a lot of this sometimes is work-related But it can also be if you're in this social era of your life where you're going out and you're in an an era of just saying yes to everything. And then it's like, oh, maybe you're going to hit a point where you're like, holy shit, I haven't gotten good qualities of sleep in so long. When was the last time I ate a healthy meal? When was the last time I read a book or did a self-care routine because you're so in the midst or in the certain era of just being social? It could be related to solely different areas of your life but it could also be a mix of everything burnout it's not something that you can just snap your fingers and it's gone you kind of have to work your way out of it yes and so hopefully after this episode like you'll take away like some tips of like how to cope how to get through it heal yourself from it and hopefully try to prevent things like this from happening forward yeah, but it's it's kind of crazy. Like I think it's something when we posted this, I was like literally mid mental breakdown, and I put an Instagram story up, and I was like, I just feel like I can't catch a break, and it's like all things that I'm excited about. So it's like yes, the podcast taking me away from X, Y, and Z, but I love the podcast, and that's what is fueling me, and I'm letting it trickle into other areas of my life because I I love it so much, you know. Yeah. Um, but it takes away from maybe some other things that I have to do as well and so when I put that up the influx of people being like please do an episode about this it was kind of it just made me feel like I wasn't alone and that like I don't know like I'm no different and like there are ways to relate and get through it with other people so hopefully this is that for you 100% okay so before we get into our tips on how to heal from burnout the first, the first thing is you got to realize that this is not 
of your current state of being is not okay and that these are signs of burnout so we're just gonna list off a few and if you're listening and you're like wait I actually have one two three four (laughs) five of those things well maybe reflect and listen to this episode and you you might be in a state of burnout yeah so first it's like perpetual exhaustion I think that's a very obvious one Next is like little motivation and passion for things that you typically love. So think of like working out, for example, maybe that's something that typically you love to do, but now you haven't had the time for, or now when you go to the gym, you're completely uninspired. You don't know what to do because you've been out of that groove for so long. Also resentment for things that you love. So if you are such a social being and you're going out and usually you love to go to concerts, you love to grab dinner with friends and now you're kind of have a cynical look at that and you're saying oh oh my god I have to go socialize tonight I have to go out I committed to these plans and same goes for work if you're starting to resent work I know when we get into the podcast and it's we're over our head trying to have just trying to balance everything we tend to kind of talk negatively about it when it's so not true I know we're like oh we have to do this as opposed to like oh my god I'm so excited to to record an episode exactly totally and then honestly, the the resentment of it comes from the fact that you have like 5,000 other things to be doing. Exactly. So it's not even like relating to the actual event or thing. It's that you your mind is 5,000 other places. Yep. Um, and then maybe one of the last ones that I'll share is you always have a list of to-dos on your mind. <laughs> Before my mental breakdown last week, I was telling Matt, which is like really sad, I don't remember the last time I just like sat on a couch and like didn't have like 10,000 things that I like needed to do in my head that I was consumed by. Yeah. And it takes away from your present being like you can't enjoy where you are or who you're with when you're just like, well, I have this to do as soon as like this episode is over or I have this to do or I should be doing this instead. And it comes out in in different ways because then your friends and family might be like oh like I haven't heard from you in so long or I haven't spent time with you like what's up and then you get a level of guilt and it just like snowballs into something yeah, bigger that's another thing to do yeah yeah exactly all right and then the final thing before we get into our tips is that burnout should not be a continuous state it's not healthy it's not Mm-mm. productive you will not feel like your best self and nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you are complaining about burnout and you're like, I'm just so tired, I don't have time for these things, but you're not actively making lifestyle changes, nothing's going to change. And in order to operate at your highest and best self, you got to make some changes. So we're going to go through ways to heal from this, ways to get out. And then as you're listening, and it, let's say you try a couple of these things, I'd say the biggest thing is to take note of what worked. And I think that is our final tip. But yeah. So be very aware as you listen to this. Not that we're experts, but I think it's helped me a lot. Yeah. I don't experience really burnout with my work at all. And I think that's because I've implemented a lot of these things. And I've definitely learned how to cure it from a social perspective. Yours yeah. are definitely more work really you just have a million things going on girl. yeah that's I it. told Courtney before this episode <laughs> I'm going to be like her executive assistant for a week and we're just going to ruthlessly edit her life we're gonna do a whole rebrand we're doing a reset and she's gonna need to check in with me throughout the week I'm gonna say okay here are your to-dos today did you get them done <laughs> How are you feeling? We need to be sleeping more. All of the things. I would love nothing more. So more to come on that. Yeah. And some of you may be thinking, why the hell would I listen to Courtney when she lives in a perpetual state of burnout? She's an expert. (laughs) Look at all the things that she's still accomplishing. (laughs) No, I was going to say, these are things like it's one thing to be aware. And then it's one thing to be to implement these things that you know that you have to do. And this was honestly like a really great exercise for me because a lot of times like, you know what you have to do, but you feel like you don't have time to do it or, and that's just an excuse. Like you don't make time to do it. So instead of watching that episode before you go to bed or before of, or instead of like waking up at the second you need to like log on to work that day, like you can carve like a little bit of time out to reflect on these things and try to make some more time in your life. So I'm excited to implement some of these things that Ashley already does. Um, 
but let's get into it. So we have 10 kind of steps to heal through burnout. And the first is a reminder that know that this too shall pass. I feel like when you're in the thick of it and you feel like you're just, you're getting like continuously like hit, like punched in the face. I think it was an analogy that I had like last week. It's like you get in this thing, like when, like when am I going to get a break? Yeah. And just, you need to know that like you will get a break once you power through it. And I think that's like the hardest thing, but what are you going to do? Just like give up on life, like not meet a deadline, like, like just never reintroduce yourself to like your social life again. Like, no, like it's going to happen. It's just going to take time. Um, so you just need to slow down and accept and just know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. Okay. The second one is, okay, here's your very first step. So the the first one was a reminder. This is your first to do write down every single thing you need to get done. Everything that's stressing you out. Even if it's not a to do item, get it all down on paper, write it on your laptop, whatever it is, getting all of these things that are racing around in your mind visually in front of you tangibly you can touch the piece of paper they're on and you can look at it and say here's everything I have to do immediately when you're looking at it and you're not trying to remember all these things in your mind you're like okay I can do that I can see every single thing I have to do now I just have to do it yeah whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed I'm just my mind is racing and I can't sleep I feel stressed the second I write it down, I'm like, mm, okay, I was being a little bit dramatic. It was <laughs> not that bad. And I think eight times out of 10, it's going to make you feel a whole lot better. Yeah. I finally found a template on Notion for just like a weekly to-do list that I really, really like. And that has helped within the past couple of weeks, just like organize my thoughts and have like an ongoing list of everything. And then I have it segmented by like work versus social versus You can do both and it really does help, especially when you can start checking things off. It just like makes you feel so good. Absolutely. Okay. Next is what I personally need the most help with. And that is like prioritizing your to-do list. Something else within the to-do list too is like setting time limits for certain tasks because I'm the type of person that's, I'm a procrastinator and a perfectionist, which is like the worst combo in my opinion. Because I like to wait to the last minute to do things so that I have a crunch timeline. Because if I don't do that, then I will spend like two hours on something that should only take me an hour because I like to be very like perfect and exact with things and do the best work that I can. And I don't think that's an effective use of time. So that's one thing is like setting time limits for things you have to do while prioritizing. And the way that you prioritize is figure out your non-negotiables, like figure out what has deadlines, figure out what, if there are things that you're responsible for that's holding up other people or projects relating to work, put those first, put those next things that are like, you have to do this in order for X, Y, and Z to happen throughout the rest of your week. What I always do is deadlines. So deadlines are first. These are the things that you just simply have Have to get done. There's no way around it. But the little things like in your personal life, I'm, I'm using personal life because my work life, I can't necessarily relate to that, but I will sometimes carry over to do a to-do list. And I'm like, Oh, I need to call and make this doctor's appointment or I need to drop off the donation thing. I need to do these things that I add to my to-do list. And there's just simply a, not a priority right now. Yeah. And there's no reason they need to keep carrying it over, but just get it done. There's no deadline on them. So that's when like free time comes in later. But first look at all the things that are really stressing you out. The other thing that I like to do as a priority, prioritization oh my goodness yeah thank you I'm not even gonna try to say it again (laughs) is the things that are stressing me out the most that seem really daunting that I'm like oh you keep avoiding tackle it first yeah because once you get it started you're like all right this wasn't that bad that happens to me all All the the time at work when I whenever there's a big project that I'm like oh my god this is gonna be a lot here we go I start it and I'm like, yep, not nearly as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. And now we're almost done with it. Yeah. That's my issue. Like even yesterday, I have like two huge things to do this week for work 
And yesterday I had like a whole day, but I did every little thing I could possibly do. I got like 10 things done, but now I have like the two huge things that honestly are higher priority to do today because I didn't do them yesterday. See, yeah, I always prefer to get the bigger things done because I then need to switch at the it up. end I need to of your day, that. yeah, those little things, I'll then be- that's just like the cherry on top. You're like, not only did I get this big thing done, but I also had time for one, two, three. Yeah. And then there's four things off the list instead yeah. of like three small things. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Next one. Court added this one and it just made me really happy because I have something to say about her. So <laughs> communicate to people that you need a break. She wrote down your manager, significant others, friends, family, etc. So these people are going to help you manage your stress because they love you and they care about you. I'm planning my birthday. By the time you're listening to this, you it, it was already this past weekend, but I'm doing a dinner party. And I've been telling you guys that I, I want to enter my hosting era. The hosting era is over after this. <laughs> I'm actually not even that stressed about it, but I texted Courtney just my hosting era is over after this. Like, I just don't enjoy it. I enjoy the act of hosting. I don't enjoy the planning up Mm -hmm. to the act. It's just not my forte. And immediately Courtney calls me and she's like, Hey, like, how are you doing? Like, what can I do to minimize the stress on you? How can I help? Like, tell me what I can do. And I'm there for you. And I was like, honestly, like it's all done. But like just hearing her say that to me and to reach out and be like, Hey, I'm here for you. I got you. And even before I even mentioned this, she's like, let me know as it gets closer, (laughs) how I can help. Cause she knows me so well. And then even Joe, I was like kind of having a freak out because my dress didn't fit. And I was like, oh, we, we need a table. We need chairs, all the things. He's like, don't worry. I got it. He placed the Amazon order and I'm like, Oh, okay. I can breathe. He did that while I did something else. And Everybody in your life that cares about you, you're kind of all a team in that way. Yeah. So you're going to pick up their slack sometimes and they're going to pick up yours. And when I tell my mom I'm having a stressful week, that extra call that I get from her, sometimes she'll send me a HelloFresh box. She used to Stop. do this when I was in Somerville. She's like, okay, you're feeling stressed. Like out of nowhere, I'd go down. I got a package and like, they're my meals for the week. Now I don't need to go grocery shopping. That's so nice. So you'd be surprised at how many people in your life will really step up to the plate. And if people in your life are not stepping up to the plate, they get, the get out of here. <laughs> But yeah, I love that one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Number five, take a mental health slash self-care day. Also, happy Mental Health Awareness Month. We never acknowledge that. So this is actually a perfect episode for Mental Health Awareness Month. This is. But what we mean by that is schedule time for yourself intentionally set time aside to do the things that make you feel like you're getting rest and that brings you happiness because this is often what falls off. And I think that's an indicator of like, oh my goodness, I'm burdened out. Like when have I had a second to, to go to the gym? When have I had a second to cook myself a nice meal or sit down in silence and read? Like, I think that to me is something that is an indicator that's like, oh shit, like I haven't stopped. Um, And when you finally take that day for yourself, or even if it's just a few hours, you realize that you need that more often. And you're like, how can you end up craving whatever it is that you eventually give yourself time to do? And hopefully you're like, how do I incorporate this into my life more often? It kind of just shows you what you're missing out by being in this continuous cycle. Yeah, and it gives you like an outlet of joy and happiness yeah. that you forget that you need sometimes. Yeah. So this step is intentionally schedule in that time for yourself. Yeah. And the next one is 
in that time, just do the things that make you happy. Like don't just sit on the couch and scroll on TikTok because you need a break. Yeah. What makes you happy? Is it cooking a meal? Is it going to the gym? Is it taking a super long shower and then doing a face mask? Yeah. Whatever it is for you. Another thing that helps because sometimes I'm not, if you guys know me, I'm not that great at spending time alone, but you know, it's a constant battle. I had a notes a note in my notes app that was like things I love, like go to self-care activities. And sometimes your brain just blanks and you're like, what do I even like to do? I don't know what I want to do right now. Having a place that you can go and just read all these activities and then you pick one. It's just kind of easier. You know, it, it takes the weight off of it. That's instead really of being, fun. Putting the pressure on to do the most self-care day ever. It's like, no, 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 just do something that makes you happy. One more thing I want to say, I've been listening to some self-care podcasts, more like productivity, whatever. And they say, whenever you feel happiness or joy, write down what that moment was. So if you brought somebody coffee and you're like, oh my God, that felt really good. Write it down because sometimes you forget what actually does bring you joy. Like maybe going to the gym, you think it's like, oh yeah, that's going to bring me joy. But are you really pumped up and super happy after that? Maybe not. But so I'm going to start doing that because sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what I like to do, what I like to spend my money on. So I'm in, I'm entering a financial era, but that's for another time. (laughs) And yeah, so just writing them down, it seems silly, but I think there's some benefits to that. I love that. I'll report back. I love that. That also reminds me of this practice. I think we might have talked about it in the self-confidence episode, but if not, this is just something that I hear like inspirational people share all the time on podcasts. It's like write down the things that bring you joy and label that as like your ideal state because that brings you the feeling that you should want to feel most of your life. And then write down like the actual state. We actually like talked about this. I believe it was the Melissa Wood. Yeah. So it's like write down everything that you do in a day to day. Identify what brings you stress versus what brings you joy. And then write down all the things like that list that maybe you don't sit down and write it all at one time. But as you go through life, things that bring you joy. And then you try to close that gap and make sure that there's it's as narrow as it possibly can be so that you actually feel good in your day to day. I think that's a really, a really beautiful thing. It might be really scary because you might realize how far away you are from that like idealistic state. And like, it's not realistic to do all of those things in a day, but like if you can get five of those things in throughout your week, like maybe you might have a a better outlook on life or a better relationship to yourself or relationships with other people around you. So I personally love that. One other thing before we move on is, um, I think mental health is such a topic that people care about nowadays. Like you can just say like to your loved ones, to your manager, like, Hey, like all is good. I'm taking a me day. Like I'm taking a mental health day. My manager gives uh, my team like at least one mental health day a quarter where like you can just literally say like, you don't need to put it in like your, your, whatever HR system that you have, just be like, Hey, I'm taking my mental health day today. You don't need to give any notice. Like it's just a me day and like no questions asked. And like, that's that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. Cause sometimes you wake up and you're like, not for me today. Yep. (laughs) I have distinct, (laughs) not for me. (laughs) No, I have a distinct like core memory of a situation I was in like years ago where I was just not having it. And I had a like a whole festivity planned with extended family. It was like a day over the summer. We were renting like kayaks and like just this thing that was going to really tick me off because I was already just in a horrible mental state. And I literally told my mom, I was like, I need to take a mental like health day. I'm just taking a self-care day, like nothing to be worried about. All of a sudden, I had like every aunt, every friend, every family member calling me, and it's like, girly pops. <laughs> like we're in freaking. It's not, it's not we're that in deep. Tw- I think we were in 2021 at the time. It's like it's not that deep. It's just I need a break from all of you people. That's yeah. what I need. <laughs> <laughs> so just express that, and maybe it, it'll resonate better with your crowd than it did with mine that one time. I love it. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. <laughs> Number seven. Number seven is awareness. So as you're in your state of burnout, identify your triggers or the patterns that are causing you to continue on this state of burnout. So we have some examples. So did you procrastinate and let responsibilities pile on? So are you waiting till the last minute and then all of a sudden your to-do list is growing, 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 growing? Do you want to go back and forth? Yeah. Have you been saying yes to everything? And I think this is like a a catch-22. This is the the problem that I catch myself in all the time. Because a lot of my burnout is self-inflicted. Because it's like, of course I want to record a podcast episode this week so that we can release one next week. Of course I want to help this coworker out on something because it's going to help me in my performance review. Of course I want to say yes to this travel opportunity that's coming up. Of course I want to be a part of the Soho committee and have a quarterly meeting. But then some weeks, all of a sudden it feels like everything's happening at once. And it's like, oh my God, maybe I said yes to these things in individual instances or like just the thought of it. And then you don't realize it till you're in the thick of it. They're like, holy shit, like this is a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so like, for example, last week was a week that just I had so much going on, but it's not always like that. So that's when I got on an Instagram story and was like, I need help. You just need to know that it too shall pass. And even if it's self-inflicted and it's a good thing, like sometimes it's okay to like say no to an individual thing, even if it's something that you love. Like this week, we were like, you know what? It's going to be way too much for us to try to pump out an episode to release. So we decided to record. As long as you're open to communicating and accepting that you need to say no to something sometimes in order to bring your best self to X, Y, and Z, then that's what you need to do. Definitely. And I think if you're scared to say no to things, you just need to remind yourself that you're not going to be operating at your best self. Yeah. So oh maybe God. going to saying yes to that social event, but are you going to be a drag? Are you going to like really want to go be home? there? Are you going to be contributing to the fun, the life of the party? Probably not. <laughs> if we were to try to squeeze in an episode after you had a travel day, I was up in New Hampshire. We were both running around. It wouldn't have been quality. No, we would have been stressed. We would have had a bad attitude going into it. And so yeah I'm laughing because that was me at the club in Chicago (laughs) bad attitude wasn't drinking didn't want to be there oh my god but it wasn't just me it was like all the girlfriends we just simply didn't want to go like these freaking 30 plus year old men were trying to relive like their glory days and go to like an electronic club electronic EDM music, you guys know the vibe. But it was like the type of music that like didn't have fucking lyrics to it. It was just yeah. like, ns, 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 ns. and I'm like, for why are we buying a table to go to this thing? Yeah. That, and then they encouraged the, all the girls to go because it's like, oh, well, we need females at a table. And it's like, no, you don't. Like, no, no you don't. But we all, it was just funny because like we were all being exactly that. We did not bring our best selves. We were sitting with our, we were having a good time, just us two, but we were literally living in misery. Yeah. Or that's us so funny. Or whatever. But it's so true. It's like, y'all would like it better if we were home. So why are we here right now? Literally. So then some other kind of signs or triggers and patterns are, are you allowing distractions throughout your day? When you're supposed to be working on work, do you let a text derail you and take you to another place? Do you have too many meetings on your calendar so that you can't actually get legit work done? Are you skipping the gym too many days in a row? So now you're forming this new habit that's now adding to your to-do list and then you have guilt on top of all of your other things that you need to get done. Have you not been allowing yourself to get good sleep every day because you're staying up late, scrolling on TikTok, trying to squeeze in other deadlines when realistically you're not getting them done very well to the best of your ability? Number eight, change your environment to aid new habits. So this goes back to Ash's first point of if you don't change anything, then nothing's going to change. And I think environment is that almost like the easiest one to change. I feel like sometimes you don't realize that you're even in burnout until you change your routine slash environment and you're doing something. Maybe you finally had a chance to go outside and you're like, oh, wait, why don't I get outside more? Oh, wait, because I have 5,000 things to do. And environment is can really help you separate the different areas of your life. 
So an issue that I have is like, I still work from home, unlike a lot of people. A lot of people now go into the office at least a couple of days a week. And I'm still working from the place that I eat, sleep, work, chill out. Everything's in one place. So it's very easy for different things to all mesh together. Yeah. Um, so changing your environment, create a separation between work and play rearrange furniture to get like a different feng shui you do this particularly all the time this is like my favorite thing to do I did this all the time when I lived not with Joe when I had my own room and I could change it every single day if I wanted to yeah if you are feeling so let's let's take working from home for example if you're like oh I just am in this cycle like I don't know like I need to switch up literally move your desk to a different wall yeah that next day when you go to sit down at your desk you're gonna be like oh like this is new I'm staring at something new the tv that's usually to my right is now behind me Mm -hmm. I'm getting more light in my eyes in the morning which is good it feels good it wakes me up I have more motivation so that's one changing furniture super easy take 10 minutes to do it tonight and you'll feel like you're reborn again it's amazing and then another one is identify where you're the most energetic. So for me, I am the most energetic in the morning. I wake up and I'm like, all right, I'm motivated. I'm fresh. I'm, I'm ready to go. So your more taxing to do's that are going to take a lot of energy and effort away from you, schedule those for the morning. Maybe you're noticing that you have a pattern of, okay, in the morning, I'm just going to like get all these things done because they're quick and easy. But then by the afternoon, that's not when you're feeling the most motivated. And then you try to tackle that big project and you're like, oh, I can't do it. And then there's the burnout cycle. So when we say change your environment, it's also like switching up those routines. Definitely. I saw a clip of Shelby Sacco on Kenzie Elizabeth's podcast. And if you don't know Shelby, she's she went viral on TikTok for her like sad to savage like course and concept. And she changed her life in like X amount of time through creating new habits for herself. And she was talking in this clip about willpower and how you have the most willpower in the beginning of your day. And as time goes on, you have less willpower and like the things that you need to get done should be the first thing in the morning. I can attest to like, if I don't go to the gym the first thing in the morning, just as the day goes on, I'm getting more and more tired. The less, oh, of, yeah. the less of chances there's going to be that I make it by the end of the day. Yes. Number nine, create habits and practices to prevent burnout in the future. And I think this is the more difficult one and probably will take more energy because now we're, we're past the awareness point. It's like, what can we do to prevent this moving forward? And also a disclaimer that like you can't always prevent things because a lot of things are out of your control like I mentioned earlier like last week was just a crazy week for no apparent reason um but there are some practices to like make your experience maybe a little bit easier so going back to what Ashley said and and identifying what makes you happy or what makes you stress and writing everything down so like what worked and what didn't work, make note of it and like add the things that worked and made you feel really good or made you feel less stress to your toolbox on an ongoing basis. This one's more of your reflection. So this is kind of maybe you're at the end of your burnout and you're like, okay, what is working for me? What is not? And then you have these now go-tos. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the very last one, tip number 10, is to become aware of your boundaries and actually set them. So this is where saying no comes in. If you know that you can't do more than three social outings a week, don't let yourself squeeze in the the extra dinner and the extra coffee date with somebody that week. Yeah. And now you have five items on your social calendar and you know that you're not going to look forward to getting those done. So a boundary that I have begun to set and that I know I need to set is separating work from play. And one way to do that is getting your phone out of your space, out of sight, out of mind when you're actually working allowing yourself to complete a task with no distractions is something that's easier said than done, but you can like aid that. So whether it be your computers outside from the area of your bedroom, so you don't feel obligated to like sit on the bed and chill out and get a little less like professional or put your phone in a different room. So like you can't have access to it. And that's a reward that you can then use it after you complete X, Y, and Z. 
I'm like getting so motivated. I want to come up with a full agenda for you. Yeah. I feel like I would love doing that. I would love for you to do that. I've always said I need someone to come in and audit my life. I want to do it. No, don't do that. We're not doing this anymore. And then someone to keep me accountable. But why can't I do that myself? I'm so bad. No, it's not. Everybody has. I find it harder to do it for myself. But when I'm working with Joe for us to both do it, we're no problem. Yeah. So it's like, if I'm holding you accountable, then it's like, you're going to do it. Yeah. Cause you got to report to me. Yeah, exactly. That's why I have PTSD waking yeah. up. Cause I know this you're like good. coming to pick me up. I'm, I'm like, I have coach. to get out of bed. I'm like, holy shit. And Matt's like, I've never seen you get out of bed so fast. I'm like, you don't understand. You don't understand. <laughs> that was this morning. Yeah. <laughs> terrifying. I, I, unfortunately I love that. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Are there other ones? <laughs> Having free time will allow you to get your personal life together. So maybe a boundary is, I've talked about this before, but no plan Sundays or yeah. just scheduling in time for, to do nothing. And then that allows you to kind of catch up on other things that maybe you, the areas that you were lacking in, Yeah. but you have to intentionally set free time, which yeah. is hard, but that's where the boundary comes in. Yeah. So maybe it's like, Oh, I could go to that brunch, but like, eh, we get brunch all the time. Like maybe this Sunday I'm, I'm not going to do that. Or yeah. this Saturday, this Friday night, I'm going to stay in and intentionally have no plans. Yeah. Like that's what I did last weekend. Guys, I had the best weekend ever. It just feels so, so good to have intentional free time. And to not be pulled in all these different directions. It's like whatever you wanted, whatever you do, it's because you actually want to do it. Yes. Yeah, definitely. A boundary could also mean like waking up a little bit earlier. I say that all the time. I feel like it feels so good to get things done in the morning that like you personally want to do before you're being pulled in 5,000 different directions. It sets the tone for the day. Like, oh my goodness, I did this for myself. I went grocery shopping. I was able to go on a, on a little coffee walk. I was able to bring a pocket of peace into my day before all the chaos started to happen. There are some mornings where I intentionally wake up like an hour earlier, literally just to grind on my laptop and start working before like slacks are rolling in. And I feel like I'm being pulled in different directions and, and it just makes me feel so good. And then maybe I get to log off earlier. And so even if you don't have time, you can make time to ensure that like you have those boundaries in your life. That makes me think also you make time for the things that are important. Yeah. So exactly. If we hear any of you saying, yeah, listen, that all sounds really nice, but like, I don't have time for that. Well, you then it's not, it's not not high enough of your priority. Yeah. Yeah. And then that triggers kind of a whole other thing. So it's like, if you want to wake up earlier, you need to be getting good quality of sleep or a good amount of sleep. So it starts with your night routine and you like need to get to bed earlier. So there's like a trickle effect. I feel, feel like there's a whole auditing that needs to happen of your entire day, your entire week, your entire life. And it might seem overwhelming, but at the end of the day, like it's going to be the best thing that you've done for yourself. Yes. Love that. Okay. And then to close this out, we're just going to give some, so this is general reminders. Every time I read it, I think it says gentle reminders, Oh, I like which I just love. (laughs) That reminds me of the corporate world. Gentle reminder. (laughs) So here are your gentle reminders. You can start with the first one because that's more you. So in life, there's seasons. There's going to be times in your life where you have a lot going on. There's going to be times in your life where you feel like you have nothing going on. And even if you're burnt out from good things that are have just piled up like your emotions and feelings are valid and you just need to take time for yourself to slow down similar to how we started the episode there's a light at the end of the tunnel you just need to have faith that you're going to get there and power through and know that there's going to be time where maybe you wish you had a little bit more going on because there's a slower point in your life I feel like that's the ultimate state that everybody should want to be in where you wish you had a little bit more because then you can do those spontaneous things and yeah actually do what you enjoy um okay and then the only other thing that I have to say is if you're feeling burnt out this is the perfect opportunity to identify what got you there so add in those new routines and practices find balance to prevent this from happening again like we mentioned earlier like this is not 
a way to live your life. No. It's not good. You're it's not, not sustainable. Gonna be operating at your best self. So take it seriously. It's so funny to joke. Oh my God, I have so much going on. I'm so stressed. Like I'm so burnt out. I'm so tired. I'm this, I'm that. Nobody in your life wants to hear about that, especially if you're not doing anything about it. So take this as your sign to get motivated and make a change. Yeah. And we're here for you. Yeah. I love that piece. And I just have one more gentle reminder. I actually saw something on Instagram about it the other day. And I feel like a feeling of overwhelmingness is a combination of being excited and stressed. So particularly when like you have a lot of good things happening and you feel like you're losing yourself a little bit in the midst of it, know that excitement and stress can exist or can coexist. It's an and, it's not a but, it's not an, I'm excited but I'm stressed, I'm stressed but excited. They can exist and you have the power to choose which one you want to lean into more. So if you lean into that, I'm stressed more then maybe you're going to lean into like, I don't know how to get myself out of it. If you lean into the excited more, maybe you'll have a little bit more energy to like figure out, to power through the stressful situation and then figure out how you could prevent some stressful situations from happening again. So I think that was just like a, a damn, I've never really thought about it that way. Okay. And then final, final thing that just made me think of something else. I have a tendency to say things even before they're happening. So if I know I have a lot of planning to do for this birthday event, of course I'm excited, but I have a tendency to be like, oh my God, I'm stressed. Oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. And telling yourself that literally can manifest it. Definitely. And 90% of the time, I'm really not that stressed or overwhelmed. I don't know why it comes out of my mouth. Yeah. So be conscious of what you're telling yourself and what you're telling other people. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Perfect. Let's end on that. Perfect. All right. How do you think our morning recording session went? I actually liked it. I liked it too. I liked it. More to come. Maybe you'll see more of this. Yeah. But nice little coffee note, chat. I'm feeling inspired yeah. for my day. Me too. I think we're going to have a really good day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll talk to you next week. Love you. Thanks for listening.